0: During the introductions. we live. Got up right now. What's going on? What's Good up, yes. Good evening. Welcome to another episode <laughs> of Surviving the Knicks. STK Surviving the Knicks.
1: STK. Um, up, right?
0: the- up in the house. We got. We got. Ed Dollars in the building. What's going yes. on, Ed? Ed What's Dollars up in here. <laughs> What's going on? How you feeling tonight? Oh, I feel great. And by the way, I just want to wish all the
1: Mexicans happy Mexican Independence Day, all right? September 15th is is Independence Day for Mexico. It's not May 5th, all right? It's not Cinco de
0: Mayo.
2: Appreciate
0: it. We educate y'all on this show. Education, Historical information here. That's right. Then we got Wall Street Heck and Little Wall Street Heck in the yeah, building. So in Little Wall Street, give us your analysis. Yeah. He definitely does not want Obi at the three.
2: Yeah. That's his spot.
0: That's his spot. That's right. He like, ain't taking my spot. What's going on, Wall Street?
2: Not
3: much, man. Hanging in. Hanging in. That's
0: the future yeah. right there. That's the future right there. Hey, come get him. Get him. Get, put a basketball in his hand now. That's how you do it. And last but not least, we got the one and only Coach B in the building. All right. Big BX in the building. Uptown. All right, all right. Listen, I'm, I'm sorry about last night. Y'all, y'all kind of caught an L last night on versus. I don't know, uh, I don't know, man, I th- I, Joe, Fat Joe, you know, he tried his best, man. Man. but Fat Joe didn't have enough hits, man. I'm going
2: be honest, you're supposed to pull a Jada and play his best verses, that would have been. That's what he should have did, I don't understand, he started playing new songs and we like,
0: we don't big even big like those, what was that, yeah, was, I was like, a big pun.
1: you need did a big pun of it up in
0: there. Yeah, and then trying to say, oh, I produced the record, I'm like, yeah. okay, sure. I mean, I, I wonder it. I'd rather heard that than four of those other new songs. But either way, you know, listen, don't start saying you from Queens, coach. Just
2: No, no, no. Just rep the beat. Just rep you know, the beat. Trinity Ave. I was on it's... Trinity Ave. Well, not Trinity. I was on Cobalt. Cobalt I was on the Okay. Outside. That's right there. And yeah. Right there. you know, I was out there. Like, still out there now, basically, pretty much. <laughs> and, um, my energy, so. you
0: know. All right. Well, from the Bronx.
2: I'm from the
1: Bronx as well. 168th Street Grand Concourse, baby. Ooh. PS 22,
0: Cardinal Hayes High School. <laughs> 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 oh, shout out
2: to the Concourse and Hayes. Shout
0: out to the Concourse. <laughs> but nonetheless, we got a great show for y'all tonight. Okay. Coach B, Wall Street at Dallas. is going to serve y'all tonight with a bit of information that you need to know about these Knicks. Okay, first off, let's, let's get it, let's let's be real about this, right? Knicks had an amazing season last year. Pressure's on them now. Pressure's on them now. Now you gotta repeat it. Okay. Um they played well, got to the playoffs, but offensively overwhelmed, but they've reloaded. They got you guys got some bullets now. You guys got you guys got a full clip to be honest with you. It's it mm-hmm. should be, you know, but my first question for you guys, and we're going to start with you, Coach. First question for you guys is, for, for, for all of you, but, for, you know, Coach, what do you think is the best starting five for the Knicks right now, at this moment, at this moment, with, with the paper? We're just going off of the paper, you know what I'm saying? But what do you think is the best starting five for the Knicks?
2: Yeah, this is a, this is a loaded one. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I'm gonna start with the beginning of the season, and then I'll go like towards the end of the season, or where I see how the roster's constructed. Okay, how it's going the line. All yeah, right, you know, you know, you got time.
0: Let's
2: roll. You know, obviously, you know, Kimba at the one, uh, R.J. at the two. The three gets a little tricky. Um, no Obi? Of course not. <laughs> <laughs> That's not my take. That's not my take. So. Uh, Fournier is okay, Burks is okay, but I'm gonna go Kevin Knox at the three right now.
0: Okay.
2: Uh, Julius Randle at the four, and for consistency purposes, no the Wild at the five. You know, that way um we don't have anyone you know trying to take any extra shots away. Uh, solid overall. Knox in the corner, letting it fly. And, you know, Kimba is able to do what he wants. And then, you know, the other two, they're already, their roles are solidified. So, Knox and Noel do not take away from what, you know, Randall and RJ do. So, that's what makes it good for you. You ain't
0: got Mitchell in the starting five. <laughs> that's right controversial,
1: right?
2: The hot, no, the, the Knox one is a hot take. <laughs> that's yeah, a hot take. <laughs> <laughs> got two hot takes. Okay. <laughs> it's like a Wall take Street. More, I, got a lot uh, to follow Wall Street. You know, <laughs> hit us on the Twitter. I got all the smoke ready if y'all remember it. <laughs> Get on this, put <laughs> the Robinson debate. Um, now, like, as we go on to think about the future, mm-hmm. I'd say OB and Julius Randle at the four and the five, I don't care how you slice it, you know, that way they get the maximum amount of minutes quickly at the point, you know, because he's a score first kind of guy. And that's the kind of guy, you know, that Tibbs likes. And, and um, I think he did a decent job facilitating as Tibbs was in his air all summer league. So, you know, that's going to be great. Uh, R.J., I don't like it, but he might have to slide over to the three just because, you know, it's the best case scenario for him. And then um, between the two, two guards, whether it be Quentin Grimes or Evan Fournier, uh, whoever could maximize their, um, you know, their efficiency would be the best shooting option. And Burks as the sixth man. And then, you know, between Burks, Kemba, and Derrick Rose, one of them would be the sixth man but you know where we're, we're, we're um, be growing towards the future and still have like veterans coming off the bench that could score. And Mitchell Robinson's still not in my starting lineup because he can't shoot. So like when he when he does that, you know, we'll talk about it. And when he become I guess a better chemistry kind of glue guy fit guy, then he can make my starting lineup, but you know. Sorry, okay. young. Boy.
0: Okay. <laughs> I mean, I guess you ain't a you ain't a fan of those 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 summer workouts cuz he landed fly there. Yeah, you know, <laughs> uh, we we had that take already. You know, we got to make the games. <laughs> Very true. Wall Wall Street, my brother. What what? In your opinion, is the best starting five right now for the Knicks? I hate
3: to I hate to say it, but I've been watching some tape on Evan Fournier because I think that he's going to be you know one of the key pieces, and if he's going to make the starting lineup, uh, they do got him listed as a as a as a forward, as a point forward, a small forward. Um, so I do like him in the three spot. I think that that's going to be the big question mark. Um, I, I, I'm assuming that Kimba's going to start at the one and then I'm, we are going to see RJ at the two. I like that. And then I would have loved to see, you know, Obi you know, be one of the, 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 the standouts of, um, of preseason or whatever. And uh, fill in that three spot for me. I like him in the corner, catching and shooting. I like him cutting to the basket back door, playing above the rim. Um, but yeah. I don't like him playing with his back to the basket. And that's what I like out of my four. I like my four to be able to play with his back to the basket. And I like my four to be able to help my five get some rebounds. So I don't know if Obi's flying all over the place grabbing rebounds. I'd rather like to see him just, just spread the court and um, use his speed and his ability to get above the rim. So, you know, backdoor guys. So, um, but if it's not going to be Obi, then then maybe Evan Fournier fits that spot. <clears throat> and I don't know how I like fits, that. Uh, the three or the
0: four? The three. The spot three. Okay
3: the three so we're gonna see you know how the NBA is it gets crazy but um we'll see if Evan Fournier fits that three spot then he could do a lot of the same things that um that you know a point forward all the point forwards he can bring the ball up at the four spot you know because he he, he's able to create off the dribble he's able to create off the pick right which is you know why you want him with the with with the ball in his hand and open space but that's my lineup right there. So it's either going to be, one more time real quick is Kimber one, RJ two. Um, it's going to be Evan Fournier or OB three. And then uh, Randall of course. And then I got, I also got um, Noel over Mitch for the same wow. reason. Wow. Yeah, because you want to get a little bit of offense out of there. He's, he's a lot younger. Um, and if, if you were young, if you're a young guy like Mitch, you get to come off the bench you get to build a little confidence because you're going to be playing against bench guys. If he comes in every night and he's playing, you know, you go to Denver and he got to see Nurkic and he go to LA and he got to see Anthony Davis, his confidence ain't going to go up, you know? So I like right. him coming off the bench and, and continuing to build. He's younger.
0: So so even if, so do you think there'll be added pressure? Cause they're, they're going to extend him? They're going to offer him probably the four or five year right now. If the numbers are floating, I'm hearing 45, 50 million. Yeah, well,
3: um, if he does that, Nerlens Noel did great for us defensively last year. That's why he got the bag. Um, he better be doing that on the bench. You know, if he's if he's locking up other, <laughs> if he's locking up other benches, yeah, yeah he'll, he'll get paid. Okay. Nah, I 10,
2: yeah, 12, I 18, 25. After, after you get the check, then you better be starting.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I think that, that puts, especially with New York media, if Mitch gets the bag, which it's all but in the bag, I, I, at least from what I've been reading, I don't know. It, it's going to be hard to extend him knowing that he can't take his spot back from Maryland as well, which is which is even why I'm, I'm perplexed as to why they're even – this is even in the conversation, but it's whatever. To uh, me, Ed, to oh, me good. A good. fit. Okay. That was a good fit. Ed Dallas, what's your what's uh, your best starting five right now for the Knicks? All right,
1: I'm the voice of reason once again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Ed's coming the- with the spice tonight. Okay, <laughs> okay. The, yes. the one that watches the Knicks. <laughs> all right,
1: this is what I see as a starting five. Okay, uh-huh. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna explain it two ways. Okay, I'm gonna explain it from the eye test and also from the numbers. I got Kemba Walker. Point guard Evan Fournier, shooting guard R.J. the three, Julius Randall the four, and Mitchell Robinson the five. You know, right, right now, right now we're gonna have our newly implanted free agent Evan, who 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 has a forty-one percent three-point percentage, has a forty-four percent career three-point percentage in the corner. Hopefully, he can uh you know spread out the court. We're gonna have our Kemba Walker, our new shiny toy bum leg, leg and all he's going to be able to space out the court you know Julius is an all-nba player Mitchell Robinson led the league a couple of years ago in field goal percentage and has hands for lobs which leaves us with uh with RJ and we all expect RJ to make the leap right so you know one of the stats that I like to uh, offer up is the PER stat basically it's it's a, a fractional statistic about all the positive things, not including any negative things that you do on the court. Here we and go. That, and that's starting five. Kemba Walker has a 17.7 PR. Evan has a 16.7. You know, Julius Randle, 19.7. Mitch has a 17.7. RG is the only one that's not above 15. As I mentioned in previous podcasts, 15 is the average for NBA players. All right. So, you know, when I'm looking at this, I'm looking at a well-balanced starting five. You know, we got shooters, we got drivers, you know, um, this is in the hopes that RJ can take a step, you know what I'm saying, as a starting three, starting two, starting three, they're going to be interchangeable. I can see RJ guarding the, the, the opponent's best player and the way, you know, Wall Street always mentions, you, your position is who you guard. So I can see RJ guarding one, two, or three, I'm not sure. Um, you know, obviously Julius is gonna be our the block, the guy that has the ball, the, the, the man with the 30, 30% usage ratio, the guy that's gonna average 35, 36 uh, minutes per game. And you know, you guys are like hating on Mitchell Robinson, but know <laughs> this. Nor no is Noel is great defensively, but has stone hands offensively. My man can't catch a bounce pass from my daughter, you know. <laughs>
2: Stand still oh, but he does the all the little it Every single time he can't catch. Yo, he still does all the blue guy he stuff. He can't yeah. catch. Yeah. Mitch,
1: Mitch's low key, you know, Mitch's numbers are, are, are quite amazing. And he's a seven foot player that, you know, weighs about 260, 70 pounds. Nolan's Noel is 6'11", 100 and, you know, maybe 20 more pounds than me and shit. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, I, uh you know, I like Norland's Noel off the bench. He got paid, kind of. He got $10 million a year, which is what he should get. And Mitch will probably get the same. But Mitch is a, a starting caliber player and a potential all-defensive MVP. Um, the only problem with this starting lineup, and the more I think about all this, is I wish we had a past first point guard. I love Kemba. You know, again, Kemba is the best point guard. I said this last podcast, two podcasts ago. Best point guard since Steph uh, Steph Marbury. But we still, you know, and we're not going to play Luca Valdedoza. He's not playing. We don't have a pass, uh, first point guard. Kemba averaged five assists last year, barely five assists. And he has a usage rate of 26%. That means he dominates the ball. You know, in our offense, again, goes back to Tibbs. He has to be creative. One of them gonna have to give up the ball. It's either gonna be Julius or is it gonna be Kemba? And RJ is either gonna step up or step down. I- I'm worried about that. So the Kemba miracle agent in the recipe will either propel
2: us or dismantle us. I'm not sure which one's gonna happen. If you put Kevin Knox in the lineup, then that's one less person that wants to handle the ball. Now, now Kevin Knox, <laughs> listen, listen.
1: I'm you know, I don't know, you know what I do. Weekly, I Google Kevin Knox news. I think Kevin Knox is amazing, and I wish he wasn't a lineup. And he would be that guy that would that would space out the floor. He would be the shooter on the on the court. Right. The problem is he has he. he, he Kevin Knox has to look in the mirror today, yesterday, tomorrow, and be like, "Am I an NBA player? Can I get mentally tough? I'm six foot nine, two hundred and thirty pounds." Can I do what Tibbs wants me to do, which is lock my man up, play good defense, run the court, shoot my my balls? And unfortunately, he hasn't done that in the last three years. He didn't get the opportunities, but he needs to wow Tibbs and the
2: Knicks this training camp. Or it may be a problem. There's a guy right there next to RJ on Just hex screen. And it's, it's it's always his fault, man. (laughs) <laughs> um, I don't see how, like, we could have three guys averaging five assists because Julius Randle, you know, um, I think finished the year with four or close to five. RJ was real close to five assists. And, you know, Kimba and Derrick Rose and Quickly. So uh, that, it's cool to have a pass for his point guard, but you're, you're the coach, man. It's the yep. coach.
0: I, I think this is a pivotal – at least the first three months are pivotal for the Knicks, for everyone, including Julius Randle, because he was very prone to taking bad shots. I think he needs to learn to trust his teammates and and be able to just... And learning to just let those moments come to him in that fourth quarter, because he forced a lot of bad shots. Like, he was great last year. He deserved to be... Second team All NBA, whatever the case may be, but he, you know, there was some moments where I, you know, he gave you one of these. You're like, what are you That's doing? Cool. Yeah, it was like the, the problem is that he made a lot
1: of bad shots that just made yeah. him more bad shots. <laughs>
0: and yeah,
1: this is a bad shot offense. Like we don't make, we don't get no easy buckets. Can Can Julius run to the rim? Can it be a pick and roll where Julius is the guy catching the lob instead of like
0: always tossing it? Wall Street, my brother, you're up. So there you go. You got the top fives, top the, the, the best NBA lineups from surviving the Knicks. All right. Now, Wall Street, next question on the docket tonight. Who, in your opinion? Are uh, the next biggest threat in the Eastern Conference?
3: I mean, besides the the you know the, the champs and uh think Philly might take a step back this year. I don't know.
0: Well, um, yeah, because they they're they're they're, they're stuck, they're mired, they gotta get rid of Ben Simmons who tanked his own value. So their best right now, it's looking like their best offer may actually come from the Sacramento Kings, <laughs> to be honest with you. And it's not De'Aaron Fox, it's all about like bagley and a couple other players but they he literally he he shot them in the foot so i wouldn't i don't know you know maybe this is the year mb gets MVP because he has a chance to he's gonna have to put that team on his back but again Mm -hmm. who do you think the sole Mm -hmm. team the biggest threat to the knicks in the I mean, conference.
3: I think I think I, I I don't think that we could like boil it down to one team. I think that the East yeah. is going to be a little bit tougher this year. There was going to be teams that gave us trouble last year that are going to give us more trouble this year. Um, yeah. I think the two biggest names that have been floating around is um the moves that Chicago made, and um and and the Charlotte Hornets got a little bit better. I yeah. love La Ubre Jr. Um, he reminds me of J.R. Smith. I think that it's always good to have a freaking Fire crack on your team like that. That's a guy that can just like go Definitely. off at any one moment and he brings energy. Definitely. You know, he brings something that can't be coached, that can't be, you know, you know, so so I think that Charlotte's gonna be a problem. I think that um and then there was um there were there were some teams that that I, well, out of the teams that really didn't do well last year that I, that that didn't did Charlotte get into the playing game?
0: They didn't they they got to the playing game got to the playing and, and I mean, got knocked out
3: yeah man i mean i I took a quick peek but it's gonna be the teams to look out for besides you know milwaukee and um philly i I think one of the teams that you got to keep in mind is boston let's see what happens to boston because um that's gonna be if they can't rebound from the kemba move and i didn't see that they really try to fill that piece with anything too crazy but um you know that might be another spot that's open you know and um yeah but besides that uh, Charlotte, Chicago, is, okay. are going to be tough. Okay. All
0: right. Awesome. All right. Um, no
3: Atlanta? <laughs> well, besides the teams that really worried us last year, but Atlanta didn't make any major changes either. So Atlanta's just bringing the same squad back. So I feel like we try to just, like, and, and that's a smart thing to do. You look at the right. series that you lost, and right. you say, all right, let's start there. Let's build a team that could compete against Atlanta, and if, you, and if you think about it like that, then we didn't get somebody that can stop Trey Young, but we got somebody that maybe that could go bucket for bucket with him. And, um, you know, if you can make Trey Young move, move a lot more on defense, that'll, you know, make him tired. And then, he'll, you know, he relies on the most difficult shot in the game, which is the off-the-dribble three-point shot, you know? So if you can right. exhaust him early... Um, those off-the-dribble three-point shots become a little bit harder to make. So he, so if we see Atlanta again, then this time Trey Young's going to be chasing Kemba Walker around, and that's going to be a little bit different for him. Let's see. Okay, let's see.
0: Let's okay. see. Ed Dallas. Yo-yo. You're on the clock. Um, so in reality, you're
1: asking really where are the Knicks going to fall in the Eastern Conference? In the Eastern Conference. So, you know, are the Knicks a tier one team? Tier one teams are the Nets and the Bucks. We're not a tier one team. We're not winning a the championship. The, the Nets or the Bucks, one of them, two could win a championship. Okay. Are we a tier two team, the next place, right? The Heat got stronger. They got Kyle Lowry, right? They got Marquise Morris. They got P.J. Tucker. The Sixers, you know, I, I – The problem is that we don't know what's going to happen with the Ben Simmons situation. And no matter what happens, down more, he's not going to play around. I mean, he's one of those guys that won't like get won't panic and looks at everything through the numbers. He's going to get a player that equals Ben Simmons production somehow or, or know how, but he's not going to trade them just to panic. So because of that, I think that the heat and the Sixers and also the Hawks might be ahead of us. The Hawks are ahead of us because they made no major changes as Wall Street mentioned, but they beat us last year and they were better than us last year. And they have depth. They, they, they have the deepest bench in the NBA. And you know, Cam Reddish is, is like the ninth guy off the bench. <laughs> and he's and he would be like a maybe a potential starter on the Knicks. Um, so so that takes us to the Knicks, you know, and, and I don't know if you guys saw the ESPN rankings, they had they ranked the, the Knicks as the sixth seed. Um, behind the Hawks, or, or they actually ranked the Knicks as the seventh seed behind Boston, which I don't agree, and they gave them a, a record, a projected record of 44-38, you know, we we are going to be better than last year, and the eye test will tell us that we're better than last year. The record may not be that much better because the East did get better. The, the top of the East is stronger, and the bottom of the East got stronger, too, back to, to Wall Street's point. Charlotte got better. You know what I'm saying? Um Washington got better. They got Spencer Dinwiddie that, you know, is back from injury. The Bulls got better. They got Lonzo Ball. They got DeMarcus, uh, DeMar DeRozan. They got Alex Caruso. Derek Jones from Portland. I mean, they lost Laurie Marketing, but, you know, he wasn't playing well. Indiana is, you know, so I don't think we're going to be fighting to, to, to be in play playing tournament. I think we're going to be in the fifth, sixth seed with, Fighting against Atlanta. Atlanta, I think, is going to be our major competitor. Maybe the Sixers, depending on what happens with the Ben Simmons situation. I think that we're going to be solidified and, you know, I think that we're going to be able to beat the bad teams. I think that we're going to, you know, not struggle against the, the best teams, play them good, but ultimately lose to the Nets, the Bucks, possibly the Heat. Again, I'm not sure about the Sixers. And definitely we will not be in the playing tournament. I think Washington, Charlotte, um, you know, uh Boston. Boston lost lost Kemba and Evan Fournier, and all of a sudden ESPN is ranking them higher than us. I don't understand how. That's almost impossible. That sounds like Nick Hate, as usual, from ESPN. Um, but there's gonna be other things that's gonna happen this year. You know, Bradley Beal probably won't stay with Washington. Where is he gonna go? You know what I'm saying? Uh Toronto. Toronto hey, all
0: right. Uh- you ran out of time, my mute. brother. You <laughs> ran out of time, my brother. You was on fire, but I, 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 we got We got time. Sorry, brother. I gotta hit the mute button. I gotta hit the
2: mute button. Coach, coach, you on the clock? <laughs> um, so, just looking at the standings, um, who was in the play in Indiana and
0: Indiana, Charlotte, Washington, and. Not forget
2: the forty, but you know. Uh, so right from the playing standpoint, we got our work cut cut out for us. Um, I don't think Washington's that much better. They they gotta see what Kuzma and Spencer Dinwiddie could do. Um, Indiana, Boston kind of scared me because they kept most of their core. So you know, like when you have a strong core unit versus our core unit, you know, it, it can go either way. And um. Charlotte's still kind of young. So they I don't think they have that guy that's gonna take that shot at the end of the game and like not like Rosier is good, but I don't think like he'll be like a threat to us the way right. you know Taey Young did his thing. So I'm not afraid of any of those teams. Okay. I do I do see Boston as like the the bridge between us making the playoff, um, the playing game and not, you know, because Tatum and Jalen Brown are a pretty solid duo. Right. The top of the league or the rest in between Atlanta, they're, they're solid because they know what they want to do. They know Trey Young's gonna be the one you know, to carry them on offense. They know Don Collins is gonna give them a lot. So um they have great wings. So like that, that's cool. Um Philly is the team that's most likely to drop. So depending on where Philly lands, I think f- for me that's the team I wanna play. Just because, you know, the whole Ben Simmons, you know, fiasco and things like that. And um, Embiid is good, but I don't see him beating us single-handedly. So, depending on who they trade for, uh, that's, you know, our target. Boston and Philly, our target. Miami, kind of. But Kyle Lowry makes Jimmy Butler better. You know, I think, like, that's a no-brainer. Um, the Bulls... The Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan duo is real scary to me because not only are, do they score, but they attack the basket to get to the free throw line. So that changes the game for how we play defense, you know, and how we go at them. And then Vujicic uh, is um, pretty solid too. And uh, obviously with Brooklyn and the Bucs are going to be at the top of, top of our division. So, And I mean the top of um, the conference, so I'm not really looking at them. Our division as a whole is very, very tough. I think Toronto is due for a bounce back because they're another team that kept the majority of their core. And they added a great young piece like Scotty Barnes, who's, who's only going to like be more athletic and help them be better defensively. Him and um, OG Ananobi can guard any wings in the East. So that's going to be um, interesting to see. But definitely for us to make a break, Julius Randle has to hit the shots. Kim has to hit the shots and hopefully RJ can hit some shots because I think the wing scorers are the key to winning those, you know, tough down to the wire matchups.
0: Okay. All right. See, see, ladies and gentlemen, this is why I love talking to these guys because they keep it 100. They're not going to sit up here and feed you no bullshit. They got to be like, yo, the Knicks are going to be number one this year. I hate, you know, like they keep it real. These guys are analyzing their team, they have survived. Losing next seasons, and these guys are telling you what is true. Honestly, I'm shocked that you know what I'm saying like that. They kept it that real. Like honestly, I personally, I would put the Knicks up against the Heat this year. I put. I don't think the Heat. I think the Heat are old. We we'll keep it above. Them. I think they got they got an old Kyle Lowry is a great addition, but he's old. You know what I'm saying, and you know I. I the, to be honest, the real threats. I, you know, outside you know outside of the nets in Milwaukee, to me, I look at Charlotte and Atlanta. I think Chicago's got to figure out who's going to get the ball at specific times, because like you said, Coach, they got two great slashes, um, and DeRozan may have to figure out how to defer to Levine, because Levine is is on fire. I mean, He had a great Olympics. He he's this this is his year to really step. This is the next level for him. I don't know, um, but I think I think Charlotte and the Hawks are like the, the 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 roadblocks in the way to keep in their spot or even ascending. But I think the Knicks
2: uh for Charlotte, Lamelo's good, but he really can't create his own shot to like where he's like twenty four points. <clears> throat> 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 I don't. I don't. Scary he's yeah. too small. Yeah. So like. Yeah, yeah. LaMelo,
0: LaMelo's too distracted right now. He's got that paternity thing going on. She's sleeping with the Instagram model or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, but, but Haywood
2: is back. P.J. Washington got this. And they got – Come on. You know. <laughs> you know <laughs> like – Kai Jones, oh, now. Watching. I'll throw RJ on to I'll throw O.B.O. <laughs> I'll take my team. Hey, yeah. team in the mix? You know, they actually would have – they
1: would have made more, more shakeup up last year if, if Haywood didn't get hurt. Actually,
2: um, but again, I don't
1: see them affecting the Knicks because I think they're gonna be playing for a seventh ace
0: Okay, okay. So I mean you guys kinda answered the next question. I was gonna ask you guys if the Knicks, if you guys think the Knicks are a top ten team in the whole NBA. The whole NBA. I think you guys barely got them as the sixth best team in the East. It's kind of sounded. I think you guys should I think they're better than that. I think you guys or at least the fifth best team of these. Um, but I, I I guess you kinda you know especially Ed. Ed really broke it down in terms of where he feels the Knicks are. Um, you guys really gave a lot of you gave great takes on where they are. Um, I wanna I wanna talk about the Hall of Fame class that just went in, right? Yeah Chris Bosch. The headliners. I'm gonna talk about the headliners. I'm gonna talk about because when they when you do the Hall of Fame, there's like 30 people that go in that don't get mentioned. Like it's crazy. It's a long day. It's a really. Long day. Yeah. <laughs> but you had Chris Bosch, You had Paul Pierce. You had Ben Wallace. Um, who else am I missing, fellas? Chris Webber. Chris Webber. Chris Webber. Those were the headliners, right?
1: <clears throat> Bill Russell as a coach.
0: Yes, Bill Russell as a coach. I am gonna I'm just gonna set it off. I'm gonna tell you guys I felt like this was a weak Hall of Fame class. I felt like Chris Weber, I don't know why he made it. Um he made more money in college. That's how much money he was getting. <laughs> That's how much money he was getting. <laughs> it's a joke. But honestly, I don't know why. I mean, he he didn't do well in Golden State. I mean, he he forced his way out of Golden State. This is history. Went to Washington, flapped there. They, they gave him his man. They gave him Jawan Howard. He flapped there, ends up going to Sacramento. They couldn't beat the Lakers. Um, he ends up going to Philly, plays on one leg, does nothing for Allen Iverson. I think he ends his career with the Golden State Warriors. Um, but, yeah. Um, ben Wallace was cool. After I such can- I give you Ben Wallace. I thought Ben Wallace was cool. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he had, I think the finals, I agree with in sense in the sense that the finals kind of may have that finals win against the Lakers where he was guarding Shaq alone by himself, and they beat the Lakers in five games. It's that was tough, man. Um Chris Bosch, I know for a fact that LeBron James is on his Christmas list as he should be because he does not win any championships without (laughs) going to Miami. Okay. Um, And then you got, who's the last guy? Paul Paul Pierce. Pierce. Oh my God. Do I, I I believe, you know what? (laughs) Paul Pierce has done enough to himself. I don't need to say anything more about it. I feel like he did okay. But as Draymond Green once said, they don't love you, Paul Pierce. They don't love you. (laughs) Love you, Paul Fizz. All right? Hey. please, give me your take on the Hall of Fame class, the right. headliners. I think that
1: you have a jaded view of the Hall of Fame, okay? <laughs> the Hall of Fame, to me, is the best player, the best players in that year, right. in, in their career. Yep. Uh, Chris Bosh yep. was a monster for Toronto and became a super paid uh, role player, but did his role great. Averaged 19 points a game, 8.5 rebounds. He was 11-time All-Star. He was a one-time All-NBA, two-time champ. You know, one Olympic gold. You know what I'm saying? Paul Pierce, 20 points a game, 3.5 re- assists, 5.5 rebounds, 10-time All-Star, 4-time All-NBA, won the championship. You know, was the Finals MVP. Ben Wallace, 4-time All-Star, 5-time All-NBA, four-time Defensive Player of the Year, won the chip. Chris Chris Webber, five-time All-Star, five-time All-NBA, 20 points per game, 9.8 rebounds, 4.2 assists, revitalized and recreated the power forward position. The power forward position was the wackest position in the NBA back in the 90s, 2000s, and now it's the premier position. Tim you Duncan
0: didn't do that? Tim Duncan All those didn't
1: that. guys deserve to be hey. in the
0: Tim Duncan didn't do that? Yeah, him, him, and Chris, and,
1: and Chris Webber, him and Chris Webber. You know what I'm saying? He put yeah. a little scissor into the, you know, <laughs> Tim Duncan made made you know yeah. had the stats, but Chris Webber. Well, on, Kevin Garnett,
0: Kevin Garnett didn't do that. Did he? I don't know. know. Oh, <laughs> so okay. Yeah. That. That's that's that Knicks rivalry right there. <laughs> <laughs> that time period, those
1: guys. I just told you, five time NBA's, ten time All Star. Those guys were the men in those periods of time. There was no one better than them in in their position. And that's what the Hall of Fame is. The Hall of Fame is, you know, not everyone wins a championship, man. You know, if you you accidentally were playing during the Bulls era, you didn't win a championship. So you can't judge it by the championships. You can judge it by the stats. These guys are premier players. But before I I go, I want to give a quick shout out. All right. Because I'm a girl dad and I got two daughters to Lauren Jackson and Yolanda Griffin. I mean, Lauren Jackson was a three-time MVP, uh, one-time DVP, won two championships, seven-time All-Star, eight-time All-WNBA, Yolanda Griffin was an MVP, DVP, seven-time All-Star, five-time All-NBA. You know, soon enough, these girls will get more play, and instead of us saying that the Premier are are the NBA guys, we will be slotting these girls in as well. So, uh, salute to you guys.
0: All right. Definitely. Thank you. Wall Street, what's your take on the headliners? Just the headliners.
3: That, that was a great take by Ed. I think you do I think you do have a little of, of it's like it's like it's like Ed said, man, you know, not everybody's gonna win a chip. You know? Yeah. Um Paul Pierce beat LeBron James to get to, 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 to his spot, you know. Um Chris Paul dom- Chris Chris Boss dominated. You know, hmm. Not I don't,
0: know, on I don't know about dominating, though.
3: Yeah, I don't, don't know. He I mean, played well, good. What I was going to say was, yeah. listen, he, played, he, played, he played well in Toronto. When <laughs> Toronto was really kind of like struggling to even make a name for himself. So, so that was pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. But, you know, one thing that I heard said one time is that if you, uh, let's say, for, for half a season, lead, lead the NBA in three-point percentage, Right. That means that for a moment in time, you were the best three-point shooter in the world, you know? So when these guys lead in any statistical category for the, for the duration of an, an entire grueling NBA season and in the era that those dudes played in, then, you know, yeah, they deserve, they deserve their spot. You know, I, I, I think that it's like, you know, there's a lot of players out there that, that, that deserve a spot. I had a, a – you want to talk about hot takes? One time I almost got kicked out of a barbershop because, <laughs> man, <laughs> I told them – I told them that, um, man, and I can't remember the, the, the name of the player. In in, 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 in in LeBron's era when he was coming up, he played with two great shooters, Mike, Mike Miller and who was the other one?
0: Man, uh, I forget his name. You talk about not, not um Daniel Gibson – not, not, he not played. Movie, an, he but.
3: played most of his career. He played most of his career with the Atlanta Hawks. And then he Kyle died. Corver. You
0: talking about Kyle
3: Corver? Kyle Corver. Okay. You see, so you want me to get kicked, you want me to get kicked off the show right now? <laughs> Kyle Corver deserves a spot in the Hall of Fame because
0: oh, yeah, he's yeah, like me. top three. <laughs> Okay, so coach, so co- <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> come on, come on, Wall Street, come. <laughs> uh,
3: yeah, I I I leave it off that, but you know, but when you look at percentages, I think only like three guys were better than him, and it's um, Steph Curry, of course, um, moved right. in front of him, and then I think I think uh, Jason Terry is on the list. I got to see the list again. I saw it a while ago, but when you talk about shooting percentages, he's 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 above uh, Ray Allen. By, by by a nice percentage, you know. So you know, I think that guys like that deserve the the their, their name immortalized. I'm
0: motorized. just I'm just concerned. Like, okay, yes, they made all star teams. Of course, they were good. I'm not I'm not I'm, I'm, not, I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not debating that. But but,
2: but, but Chris weber
0: his his finest years were the years that he got beat by the by the Lakers. You know what I'm saying? he didn't get they, have, okay. the back, but
1: they but the, have a dynamic duo.
0: But the Kings were set up to beat them. They they took them to a game seven. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it came close. But we talk about, like, like I don't know. Like, I, I don't feel like Chris Webber as a career as whole, I don't, I don't
2: know remember. if he did. I guess I'm
0: sounding jaded. I guess I'm no, sounding jaded. So I'm
1: saying, but okay. first, so. is It isn't just about your NBA career. They factor in your college and your international career. That's why. Time, time
0: out. out. Time out. No, 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 no,
2: It's my turn. <laughs> no, no, no. Anyway. No, no, this no, no. This,
0: no. Is, this, is what he's, this is what he's guilty of. He called time out. First of all, his college career got smacked by Duke.
1: In the, so
2: final. the finals, two
0: years in a row, and then the second year,
2: and then five. And he got caught. And he got, got caught for taking money. And he got caught for taking money in college. Let's 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 let's.
0: let's all right, coach. Let's, I'm sorry. I'm consensus. sorry, coach. I'm consensus.
2: sorry. I'm let's get sorry. Yeah. Let, <laughs> let's get the consensus out the way. The NBA Hall of Fame is the worst of the of all the professional sports Hall of Fames. All right, it's the worst. You know, it just it. It is what it is. I take Um. Now, Why yeah, when, when you think about it, right? Five guys on the floor majority of the time. Uh, Like most of us, like football has what? 10, 11. Soccer has like 11. Baseball has like nine other guys, 10 other guys. You know, so like hockey has like what eight, nine guys you know, on, the, on, on the ice. So we have the least amount of guys on the floor. So of course, unfortunately... People who are borderline or who should probably should have waited at least three years, you know, go in. Like it, it happens, but um, definitely Ben Wallace for Defensive Player of the Year awards. Definitely easy, no brainer. It's easy. That's uh, that. Only Paul one I agree Pierce, with: Paul Pierce, Chris Webber, uh, kind of Chris Bosh a little later. Paul Pierce and Chris Webber really—they played in between eras. You know, they were kind of like. 90s where things are still a little gritty into the 2000s when things started smoothing out and started opening up the floor. You know, so I think uh, for them they're they're fortunate to have made it and they definitely dominated sort of kind of during their time because Paul Pierce ain't do too good until the big three got there either. So, you know, um, even though he did score a lot of points. So, again, to Ed's points. The finals MVP for the championship. Okay. So, to Ed's points, the numbers are there. You know, he averaged, I think, like, 24 one season, 26 one season, 27 another season. You know, so for being a wing scorer, you know, and having to share um, the ball with Antoine Walker at some points, and then, you know, later when the other three got there, like, he, he did his thing. You know, beating the Lakers, fine. You made your point. Finals MVP, you know. You can sneak in there, even though you're not my favorite. Three-point them <laughs> all like you know. Definitely, he's a clown and a character. You know, off the court. Um, yeah. oh, but big shout out to him for surviving that um altercation he had where he got like got stabbed in the club. Yeah, or, eleven times. You know, so like yeah. he, you know, he he paid his due. Like, he made things happen, and um, his speech was uh, it was alright. Uh, Chris Webber, he wasn't as good as KG, Tim Duncan. Maybe kind of could rival Dirk a little bit, but I don't think that that's a valid argument because Dirk took his team to a championship and got a Finals MVP. So you know, uh, <laughs> his, his game his game overall was like perfect for the time. You know, like he had flash. He could run the floor. He could dunk. He could score. He he did no look passes. The Sacramento Kings was like one of the better teams. You know that we got to watch um, during that era. So like I'm grateful for that. So. You know you can sneak in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know that like, you with this crew. You, can you, sneak you in. You've all, coach. You also got to shout
0: out Paul Pierce for sending so many girls to college. For,
2: for, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Hey, yo, hey, man, come on here and get some money. <laughs> Paul Pierce, the broadcaster. Like, man, I'm, I'm happy that stretch is over because that was a weird stretch. <laughs> and um. He might be on somebody's TV screen this season, and good luck to him. Chris Webber, he's gotten a lot better over the years too, but he started off a little shaky as well. But um, you know, shout out to them, man. I guess if you make it, you make it. But yeah, NBA Hall of Fame joke, and um, shout out to Ben Wallace, the only Chris. Shout there.
0: out to Ben Wallace.
2: I don't know. Listen. Oh, Chris Bosh. Hey, Chris, Chris Bosh was on the championship team. <laughs> Toronto was not good when he was on there, even though he he led them. You know, kind of like Kevin Love numbers. You know. Not not as good as Kevin Love, but similar, you know. And then, uh, yeah, I don't know. He just fit in. Qu- real quick, quick question for you guys. Who's better, Chris Bosh or Vince Carter? Vince, Vince Carter. Carter. So Vince Carter making the Hall of
0: Fame? Unfortunately, he should. Yeah. I think he will. Vince Bosh has better numbers and a champion and multiple but Vince, champions. Vince Carter played longer. He played longer and he didn't really do much, really, right? Well, what he didn't go. He didn't go join a super team. <laughs> Let's be real. He went. You know, he got yeah. traded to a bunch he of. He didn't join a super team. He was on a super
1: team, right? Wasn't what he? Team? On
0: the a... what super team? No, he played no, in Orlando. No, no team was to, a super team. Went to the, to the finals, but Vince no. Carter, Vince Carter, yeah, yeah he didn't win a super team. Uh, uh, with the New Jersey Nets. Uh, oh yeah, he, he
3: played,
0: played on the Nets. That was. That was championship. No, didn't no, they didn't. go to the finals. They went to the finals against the league. Not, not the right. Nets. Not, I actually went to, to that the, finals. He to finals. He didn't go to the finals with the Nets, though. He yeah, went to the finals with Orlando. Right? Yeah, with
2: Orlando.
0: He didn't request a trade to the Nets. They just trade them. Right, yeah, He did it. They just got rid. They You're like, right. move.
1: He didn't make the finals with the Nets. It was uh Orlando,
0: Kmart and RJ with yeah. Jason Kidd that went to the yeah, finals. That's and a fact. then he came in for RJ, right? Uh, K Kmart? Came, no, because Kmart yeah. left as a free agent. He went yeah, and then him. he came in. He tried. He got traded for a couple. I think
2: Eric Williams, a bunch yeah. of. Nonsense.
0: That's
2: crazy. Yeah. That's yeah. something I mean. It was highway robbery, but
0: he never joined the super team. You know, what I'm saying he didn't really. You know, like he just got traded to teams, and I yeah. think he, he the choice that like he he chose to play for like Dallas. He chose to play for like Sacramento and the Hawks and stuff like that, but he never, yes. you know what I'm saying? I mean, I don't know. I mean, yeah, his numbers, Chris Bosch's numbers may be better, but I got it. It's Carter. Vince Carter, I mean,
2: read the numbers off real quick. Ed. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, it's, it's going to be better because Vince Carter played for like 40 years. Like,
2: <laughs> I, I, know total points. I know total points, obviously, Carter got it, but like, yeah. He found, uh, um, okay. Listen, listen he that ahead. rebound.
1: That yeah, he passed it to um, Ray Allen. Yeah. Ray, yeah.
2: Allen. Ray Allen. Allen boy guarantee
0: the game. you a spot on the Hall of Fame. Nobody wants to hear that. No. So <laughs> what happened though? Listen, Vince Carter is is I don't know. I I would never. Com- I don't know. You just can't compare. Listen,
2: but- Miami, Miami's tainted because not one, not two. Yeah, actually only two. Oh, too bad he got hurt, right? Because if he didn't get hurt,
1: he'd probably still be playing, and, and his career would look a little different. Like, I understand your yeah. argument, but he was like, you know, after he left Toronto, he was a, a glorified role player. So why is he no Hall of Fame? I understand that. It's too bad because he, he got the bag, and then Dwayne Wade left, and then he got hurt where yeah. he can't ever play again. So he would have been in Miami for like, he could probably still be in Miami. Who knows? And he would have probably went to the Lakers with LeBron or
0: some shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> got, we didn't see the complete career of Chris Bosh. Definitely, definitely. But either way, okay. guys, amazing as always. My brothers, great show. You guys showed out. You know what I'm saying? Put a, put a complete show together. I want to thank Ed Dollars. Wall Street Heck, Coach B. Appreciate y'all. Special shout out to Jess Heck. The mad
1: producer. <laughs> Man,
0: producer. Not, not in, not in the mad oh, producer. There you go. There you go. <laughs> that, that, that Lady Liberty right there. That's right. Got to shout out that. Appreciate y'all. Thank y'all. Little Wall Street. I'm for, for, <laughs> for <making it> on. <laughs> Thank y'all out there for watching. 19 more days until, Trent, until the first game, baby. That's, right. That's game right. Game starts in a couple weeks. That's More days. right. Tune in next week. Going to have another great show. It's a countdown to, to the start of the preseason. Going to get busy. Um, I've been Just Heck. My brother's at Dallas. Wall Street Heck. Coach B. We out of here. Have a safe one.